He was a morbidly obese surgeon destined for an operating table and an early death. Now he's a rebel MD who is fabulously fit and fighting to make America healthy again. This is Stay Off My Operating Table with Dr. Philip Ovedia. Welcome back to the Stay Off My Table podcast with Dr. Philip Ovedia. I'm your host, Jack Heald. And today we're going to talk a little bit more about metabolic health. Last episode, we talked about what it is. Today, I want to hear stories about some of your patients, Dr. Ovedia, who have uh, seen the light and as you did. Tell me about some of the success stories that you have seen. Sure thing. Um, so, you know, once I discovered this, uh, how to be metabolically healthy, and I was able to fix my metabolic health, um, probably one of my earliest, uh, you know, patient experiences um, was really with a, uh, you know, a friend of mine, a coworker, um, and uh, this was a, a nurse anesthetist that I worked with early in my career, and uh, he and I ended up, you know, kind of, he went to one other hospital, I went to a different hospital, and we always kind of stayed in touch. We had some common interests, and and so we stayed in touch over the years. And he saw this journey that I was taking, literally saw the pictures that I would post on social media uh, and, um, you know, reached out to me one day and said, what, you know, what are you doing? Uh, you are looking, you know, great. Um, and this is now probably 10 years after we first met. And he said, you look younger than the day we first met. So I told him and I, uh, you know, kind of launched my first effort at coaching someone else through this. And over the next um, six months, uh, he was in his uh, early uh, 50s at the time. And over the next six months, um, you know, doing similar things to what I had done, uh, he was able to drop uh, about 50 pounds. Uh, he was able to greatly improve, you know, his blood markers, those those five uh, three blood markers and those two other measurements that we talked about uh, for metabolic health uh, on a previous episode. He improved all of them. And he now had the energy to keep up with his son. Uh, he had a teenage son who plays hockey and uh, was very active, and he could now keep up with them. And That's he, some serious energy right there. <laughs> yeah, that is some serious energy. And he, I remember him excitingly uh, excitedly texting me one day, uh, with a picture of him in his, uh, uniform. He had, uh, you know, previously served in the military and he, uh, showed me, uh, with this picture that he could fit into his uniform from basic training, uh, that he had not been able to fit into since his early twenties. So over, you know, essentially 30 years, uh, he was able to get back into those, those clothes. Uh, so that that's a great example of what can be accomplished um, when we uh, fix our metabolic health. You know, when I was in my early 20s, I had an astonishing energy. When I look at photos of myself, I feel like I was really, really thin. As we, again, have talked about previously, it's key to understand that being thin doesn't necessarily mean that you're metabolically healthy. Uh, so I... It is not uncommon that I end up in my career as a heart surgeon operating on people who are thin. 
it is very uncommon that I end up operating on people who are metabolically healthy. Uh, and the unfortunate problem we have, you know, in healthcare uh, is that we don't realize that, you know, most people think and most people are told by their physicians that if you're not overweight, you don't have anything to worry about. You're, you're generally going to, you know, you're generally healthy. And oh, yeah, maybe you have a little bit of high blood pressure, but, you know, nothing to worry about. We're just going to give you a pill for that. Uh, and then, you know, fast forward 20 years and those people are ending up on my operating room table. And so that's why I have come to realize how important metabolic health is and how important it is that we assess metabolic health well. So in the five years since you've uh, started this, this different direction in your, your life and your, your professional practice, have there been patients you actually operated on who you were later able to, to help get themselves back together with met metabolically? Yes, uh, there, there have been many. Uh, so, you know, recently uh, I can relay a story of a, um, you know, a lady who was in her late uh, 60s and, you know, she ended up in the hospital with a heart attack, had blockages in the arteries. Uh, and I, you know, did, uh, you know, a common surgery. It's called coronary artery bypass. So I basically rerouted the blood in it you know, and on her heart to get better blood flow going to all the areas of the heart. And she did well with the surgery and uh, recovered well from the surgery and came back to see me in the office a few weeks later and, you know, asked me a pretty common question. Why did this happen? She said, you know, I, I haven't, you know, I, I've been generally healthy. Um, I was taking my medications that I was prescribed for my high blood pressure and my high cholesterol. And, you know, I still ended up, you know, needing an operation. But, you know, what happened and what can we do to prevent it? And I had the conversation that I now have with people. And, you know, regrettably, for the first 10 years of my career, I didn't have these conversations because I really didn't know this information. But I went through her blood work with her. I showed her, you know, that she was pre-diabetic, not overtly diabetic, but pre-diabetic. And her fasting blood glucose was over 100. So she, you know, didn't meet that measurement of metabolic health. And I showed her, you know, she was on blood pressure medication and her HDL cholesterol was low and her triglycerides were high. And importantly, you know, again, her LDL cholesterol, the bad cholesterol that most doctors focus so much on, that was actually low. She was on medication to lower it. But it, even before she started taking that medicine, we went back through her history and we saw that it wasn't that bad. Um, so I showed her that she had, you know, four of the five measurements of, of poor metabolic health right there. Um, and, uh, you know, she wasn't obese and her waist circumference was okay. So I explained this to her and I explained to her about, um, you know, focusing on metabolic health and, you know, how to eat in a metabolically healthy way. And I know that's something we're going to talk about. Uh, but generally I went through that with her and she was very thankful and, and took the information to heart and, you know, 
came back to see me uh, a few months later, which is actually a little bit unusual. Understand that as a heart surgeon, I don't typically follow my patients over the long term. But she specifically came back to see me uh, because she was so excited about her results and she had gotten you know, new blood work done. This is now about three months after the surgery and her numbers were almost perfect. Uh, you know, she had reversed her prediabetes. She, even though she wasn't obese, she had still lost, you know, probably about 15 to 20 pounds. Uh, and she felt better and she looked better. And she said, you know, I truly feel better than I have in, in 20 years. And so, you know, again, it, it demonstrates that it's never too late to improve your metabolic health. Uh, I know people in their 70s, even into their 80s, that have improved their metabolic health and, you know, made, made these changes. And so it's never too late. And, you know, certainly, um, you know, I think that story demonstrates, uh, you know, how you need to focus on the proper things. Uh, in order to, you know, get the get the outcomes that we want. So you've helped folks in their fifties and sixties. Have you ever have you ever worked with somebody, say in their twenties or thirties, and seen similar results? Yeah, I mean, I, I now commonly, you know, obviously on the uh, within my telemedicine practice that is focused on metabolic health, I now do get you know younger and younger people. Um, again, we, we uh, in previous episodes, discussed that 88% of the adults, meaning over, in that study, over 21 years of age, 88% are metabolically unhealthy. And while it increases, you know, it gets more common the older you are to be metabolically unhealthy, it is not uncommon that young people are metabolically unhealthy. Uh, there was a paper that just came out very recently, within the past week, uh, that showed that unfortunately, obesity in childhood continues to rise. And it, and in fact, it rose quicker, you know, in the past year, uh, with all the COVID stuff, the lockdowns and all of that, uh, you know, it has gotten to the point that, um, you know, it is increasingly frequent that children are obese, and that children are you know, getting into pre-diabetic, not, you know, not the typical type 1 diabetes of childhood, but type 2 diabetes, uh, and they are metabolically unhealthy. So I do have a number of, uh, you know, clients currently that I work with in their, you know, 20s and 30s. Wow. So uh, speculate just a little bit for me. What's the future look like for children who are, who are metabolically unhealthy? Well, it looks, you know, very bad. And uh, unfortunately, on my on the heart surgery side of my practice, I have started to operate not infrequently on people in their late 30s and early 40s that they are having open heart surgery. I commonly see, you know, those those people uh, in their 30s and 40s that are diabetic, uh, that have kidney failure. Uh, you know, that have major medical problems that we always think, you know, don't happen until we're 60 or 70 or 80. Uh, I can tell you and, and, you know, many of the other heart surgeons I talk with across the country relay the same information to me that we, they are increasingly operating on people in their 30s and in their early 40s. And this all goes back to metabolic health? 
this all goes back to metabolic health. Um, you know, the, the, now that I know how to properly assess metabolic health, and I do it for all my heart surgery patients now, it is exceedingly rare that patients that are coming to me specifically for coronary artery bypass, for blockages in the arteries of their heart, people coming to me for that type of surgery, it is exceedingly rare that they are metabolically healthy. So the moral of the story there is if you don't want to end up on Dr. Ovedia's table or someone like him, get your metabolic health in, in order. Well, I appreciate the information, Dr. Ovedia. This has been the Stay Off My Table podcast with Dr. Phil Ovedia. Be sure to subscribe so you're notified every time a new episode is released. And we will talk to you next time. Chances are you wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you didn't need to change your life and get healthier. So take action right now. Book a call with Dr. Avadia's team. One small step in the right direction is all it takes to get started. Contact us at ifixhearts.com slash talk. That's ifixhearts.com slash talk.